0: Matt Step, you're once again coming to us from the frozen tundra of Canada. Do you already miss Texas?
1: I long for it so.
0: Step and step. Your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball. dot com. I am the Tep Greg Tepper, and I'm the Step Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber, and welcome to the last episode of what we would call the Dregs. Is it? Uh, yeah, is I mean May. I, I'll, buddy, I'll take May over over because maybe we got seven on seven we do maybe have seven, we seven, on seven, on seven, seven and we'll have we'll have like at that point like we'll be able to see like our rankings and we'll be able to like hint at those a little bit you know what yeah, i mean that's
1: true okay yeah you're like, also, we'll have, your our brains are also fried from editing yeah all that too Yeah, so. most certainly so Fair anyway
0: warning. yes oh yeah absolutely that's going to get more manic from here but certainly yeah. it's not going to be uh that, that bad anyway uh, this is your April 2023 off-season edition of Tepp and Step. We do thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Coming up here in just a little bit, Step and I are going to go through coaching changes that you may have missed, or maybe you didn't, and we'll just talk about. Uh, we're going to ask Step to give us a primer on uh, a, a, a guide for dummies to, st- to seven-on-seven football, which is
1: sure. gearing up this weekend, right? It is, it is. The first SQT is this Saturday, so we have football adjacent, and spring football has kicked off for a lot of uh, schools today, so we have football adjacent activities all around us now.
0: How about that? And then we will play a little buy or sell. I've got a couple questions for Step, and we're going to get his opinion on all things uh, Texas high school football if you stick with us. But first, Matthew, we will start as we always do with your Texas high school football fun fact of the week presented by Sweet, Clean, Crime-Free Country Meats. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm Mmm. Special shout-out to our sponsor, Country Meats. They handcraft delicious, healthier snacks that help groups and teams easily raise money with 12 delicious flavors to choose from. Reach your fundraising goals fast. Order yours at countrymeats.com. Use the discount code step Ten. For ten percent off your first order, that's discount code STEPP10 at checkout at countrymeats.com. Countrymeats.com. They're happy it's spring, aren't you? I, I don't. I, I haven't run that by the fine folks at Country Meats because
1: I think they're. I think they're based in Florida. Is that right? They are based in Florida, and I'll tell you what. I wish I had some country meats up here in Canada, yeah. but unfortunately, Feels- I did. I, I did not bring. I did not smuggle any across the border, so. Aww.
0: Uh, That's fine. You probably got to play it safe. Yeah.
1: You know, it's so, they're so delicious that they could get, they could get seized as contraband.
0: So it is once again, time to put, play the mat step time attack because I'm going to put a grand total of, let's just say 30 seconds on the clock. Let me set my timer here. I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock. Now we'll do 41 seconds on the clock. No reason. Do 41 seconds. And we're going to play the uh, Matt Step time
1: tip to Dirk Nowitzki there. Yeah. yeah, We're
0: going to put Dirk numbers, Dirk seconds on the clock. Matt Step. There are 17 UIL programs, Texas high school football teams that have the word lake in them. Name as many as you can.
1: Like Travis, Lake, Belton, Lake Creek, San Um, Angelo, Lakeview, Garland, Lakeview.
0: Five. Uh,
1: <laughs> Clear Lake. Clear Lake. X6. Katie, K- Seven Lakes. Seven Lakes, seven. Uh, <laughs> Lake Worth. Lake Worth. Eight. Uh, 15 seconds. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Lake, I, said, I said Lake West Lake. You said that? I said Westlake. No, you said, like, never Travis. mind. That's right. That's right. All right. There, time's up. Time's ah. up. You got
0: nine. You got nine. Okay. Here's the complete list. Actually, so see, you know, if you if you want to play the time attack, you can, you know, go back and rewind, and, and I'll I'll count you down the forty one seconds. Uh, but pause it right here so that you don't hear the answers. Here's the answers. The seventeen teams that have that have the word lake in them. Katy Seven Lakes. Which you got? Austin Westlake, Lake Travis, Lake Belton. Mansfield oh, Lake Ridge.
1: Oh, Lake Ridge, damn it.
0: Lake Dallas.
1: Lake Dallas.
0: Lake Worth, you got. Lake Highlands. Oh, yeah. Canyon Lake.
1: Oh, well, I, yeah, Canyon uh, Lake.
0: Yeah. Lake View Centennial.
1: Got that one. El Paso East Lake. Boy, it, I, I need to see that lake that they're east of because I've been <laughs> to El Paso, and let me tell you.
0: Just uh, saying. Just saying, uh, uh, Socorro we'll ISD. Uh, Clear Lake, what you got? Montgomery Lake Creek, what you got? San Angelo Lakeview, what you got? And then you missed the final three, which are South Lake Carroll.
1: Oh, God. Spring well, Lake Earth. RD's going to kill me.
0: RD is going to kill you, although he needs to turn his question. No, he did turn his question. He did oh, turn me. his question. He did, but he's you know, he a little tardy. Uh, and then fi- Spring Lake Earth and Sy Lakes.
1: Oh, Silex. There it
0: is. 17. So yeah,
1: yeah, more Cy than that.
0: Nine of the 17. Yeah. Pretty good. Anyway, there's your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. All right. Let's get into some coaching changes from across the state of Texas. Uh, and our last episode uh, was back on – when was our last episode? Back in March, about a, obviously. About a month ago. Yeah. It was uh, March 21st. So I was in the studio.
1: I was, I was in Texas. Yeah. It was in studio.
0: Um. One that I want to talk about. There's there's a few different ones we can talk about. Um, one of them, uh, I want to talk about uh, oh, some some happenings at in Aldean ISD, specifically Aldine Davis. Um, so uh, Scott Joseph resigned after four seasons there at Aldean Davis, and um, you don't like. I don't know if it's strange. I don't know that Aldean ISD, although they've certainly made a couple. This is like their second splashy hire of the off season, in my uh-huh. opinion. Uh-huh. Because uh, Alden Eisenhower hired their their, their uh, Alden ISD legend Odell James, correct, uh, and then they go out there. Alden Davis goes out there and hires Kelvin Chatham from uh from uh, from Houston Booker T Washington, which is a perfect example of one of those things. Like that's a real litmus test on are you paying attention to Texas high school football? Because if you are, you understand that's like a really good get for Alden Davis. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Chatham's an Aldine guy. He he's a he's a um, I believe he's a Nimitz, Nimitz grad, mm-hmm. uh, and coached at Nimitz before. He was an assistant on staff at Nimitz before uh, getting the Booker T. Washington job. Um, really well thought of young coach did a great job at Booker T. Washington. He's got to have his hands full at, at Aldine Davis, no doubt about it, because they're they're in a tough district. They got to deal with Westfield and, and Decaney in that district. But, and, and they're still not playing any home games this year. You know, Aldine ISD stadium is under renovation, so um, all their home games are being played at George Stadium in Spring. So um, it's a challenge. But but Chatham's an Aldine guy. He's from the Greenspoint area. So if you're familiar with that's it, North Houston, um, and, and he's from there, so he's coaching in his in his neighborhood, and he. You know, I think it's a good hire, and I, and I think he'll uh, he'll do a good job. It just remains to be seen is as, 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 if he can yeah. turn that program around. But I think I think yeah. it's a savvy hire uh, by Alden ISD. I,
0: I I maintain. I think I think he he was certainly on the very 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 short list of uh, of of four A coaches of the year this past year. I mean, what he did was was a mix for sure. Uh, he was ser- simply spectacular for what he was able uh, to do. Okay. I want to go back and, and talk about a guy who is not uh, a job that came open uh, because, uh, once again, taking an assistance role. It's happened a couple of times, but this one uh, is is pretty splashy. Clear Lake is open. Uh, this coming down last week, Larry McRae is out after seven seasons to go take the offensive coordinator job of the Allen Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Lee Wigginton, you know, can't say, look, you can't say he's not making some splashy hires here. That's a splashy hire.
1: Yeah, uh, McCray and Wigginson—they have history together. Uh, McCray was on uh, coach when Wigginson first became a head coach at Bosqueville. McCray was fresh out of college at Baylor, and his first coaching job was under Lee Wigginson. So, there's your connection there. They—they're still friends. And McCray told me that every time Wigginson, you know, would change jobs or move around, he would call and say, "Hey, you know, you you ready to come join me?" And McCray said, "This time, this the timing was right for him in, in his personal life, and he felt like." You know he'd done he had done what he could at Clear Lake and and had left the program in better shape and I think he felt like it was time for a move so he he's he's been in the Metroplex once before he spent a year or two on staff at DeSoto but really most of his career he, he's a Houston guy he's from Angleton so um, this will be a change for him and 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 opens up I think Clear Lake's a pretty good gig down there in Houston yeah. with with what they have coming back I, I know um, they have a pretty strong internal candidate there so I'll be very interested to see. Uh, what Clear Creek ISD does with that job opening, especially late. I mean, we're, we're to the point now where these openings are late. You know, we're, we're at mid April spring practice is starting for a lot of people. So um, in my opinion, this will be considered a late opening Uh, which would increase uh, the chances of an internal hire.
0: Speaking of internal hires um, a job that was uh, I would say right on the brink of starting to get that, that, that uh, mildewy smell. Uh, was uh, Del Valley down in Austin uh, because Bobby Acosta uh, resigned to go become the offensive coordinator at Arkansas Pine Bluff back like Bobby. I want to say early February.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bobby Acosta, aka Bobby Style, as our friends like to say, there in Del uh, Valley.
0: He uh, he he resigned, and then that job was open for like six or seven weeks. It was uh, open a while. It was open a while, but they end up promoting the defensive coordinator, Top Hatman. Which, let me, let me just can can I get on the soapbox a little bit here? And here with the soapbox is Matt up.
1: If you're going to hire internal, why are you why why are we taking six to eight weeks? I, I understand that 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 you have to have a process, but man, I just feel like I, the root the word had all had been out that Del Valley was going to probably promote within. They bring all these guys in to interview, and Coach Patman's a good hire and, and a good coach. My my thought is that if if that's your guy, then why drag this thing out? Like mm-hmm. stand on your, stand on your decision, make the call, hire the guy internally and, and don't waste everybody's time. I mean, you, you have six to eight weeks of basically not quite a lame duck coach. Cause Patman didn't end up getting the job, but it's just, just, I don't know. I just, I hate to see jobs that are open to, you know, open for a long time. And then they end up just hiring the inside guy. Just doesn't make a ton of sense to me.
0: Um, another kind of litmus test for, are you paying attention to Texas high school football? Uh, Denton Cody, Cody Moore stepped down after, uh, t- after starting the program back in 2015. Um, they, Denton ISD has hired Waco university head coach, uh, Kent Lasser, uh, to be their, their head coach. Uh, this came down last week. Uh, another litmus test on, are you paying attention to Texas high school football? Because, um, six and six at Waco U last year, is a damned miracle
1: considering where university (laughs) Waco university had been in recent years. Yeah. I I think Kent Laster did an unbelievable job this year at Waco university and six and six really doesn't tell the whole story. Mm -hmm. I think they had four losses by a combined less than a touchdown this year. Like, like not by a touchdown each game, but total of less than a touchdown. There was a couple of one and two point losses, uh, mixed in there this year. Um, did a fantastic job with the Trojans there in South Waco um, getting them back to competitive football and then getting them a playoff win this year. You know, was, yeah. I mean, Waco university really hadn't been relevant since Ladanian Tomlinson was toting the mail for them in the mid nineties. I and mean, it's been a long time uh, for those guys. And so he did a heck of a job there and this is, you know, it's out of state, but he kind of did the same thing there in little rock at little rock central um, when he took over there. So this is two, two programs that he's turned around in two different States and, and, you know, Brasswell, I've, I've thought Brasswell was a, a sleeping giant. Um, everybody who interviewed for the job kind of felt the same way. I was very, you know, I was in constant contact with guys who were involved in this job. And uh, they also said the same thing that Brasswell could be a really, really good situation. It's just going to take the right guy to get in there and get the culture going and, and get them pointed in the right direction. But there's the raw material is there for, for, for them to that, that to be a good job. Problem is, is they're in a really tough neighborhood, really tough district with lots of good teams on all sides. Doesn't matter what direction they go in realignment, they're going to be in a tough district. But I think it's a good hire by Denton ISD. And also, I uh, uh, didn't realize this Kent Laster is the first black head coach in Denton ISD uh, oh, wow. at a UIL school. I mean, they, they had C.H. Collins, who the stadium is named after, was the head coach at Denton Moore High School, which was the PVIL school in Denton. Mm. Uh, prior to um, desegregation, but um, Kit Laster's great. A lot of college experience as well. He's been around the block, um, but he's shown as a head coach, he can get it done.
0: Yeah. That's a really nice hire there from Denton ISD Um, credit to Will Wilkerson, our, um, our uh,
1: credit to Will Wilkerson,
0: uh, who uh, who crafted uh, the the perfect headline to get you clicking? Uh, a six A head coach left <laughs> yeah. for a three A job. Matt Step.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, he he tried to give me credit for that. I'm like, nah, dude, this is that's all you. Uh, you know, look, I, I so I texted Marcus Schultz and I was like, I was like, dude, I was like, your story is like one of the most read stories of the year yep. and I said, man, I I did hashtag Schultz equals ratings or something. Uh And then he texted me back and said, why don't you tell Jeff Reardon that and then sent me an LOL. (laughs) So yeah. So him and Reardon, me, him and Reardon had a nice, uh, fun text thread going up, going on there. So, uh, but yeah, uh, it's a good headline and it's, it's, it's interesting on the surface. You see why is, why is Marcus Schultz going from humble to ponder He's probably taking a pay cut going from a, a big school to a small school. You know what's what's he thinking here? And the the thinking is, Colt Schultz was, was really trying to get back closer to home. He he is mm-hmm. from Sanger. He was in he was in the mix for the Sanger job. Didn't get the job at his alma mater, but w- what was in the mix? He's applied for a couple of jobs in the metroplex uh, prior, kind of in the northern part of the metroplex, and didn't get them. So it was clear for me that. Personally, he wanted to get back closer to home, and Ponder is right down the road from Sanger, and and so uh, he lands the Ponder job. And, and And the funny thing about Ponder is, and we'll talk about this in realignment uh, when it when it comes around. I think Ponder is probably moving up to four A Division two, and is probably going to benefit from moving up a classification because I think their mm-hmm. district gets inherently easier if they move up into, into Division two and four A than where they are right now in three Division one, where they're. They're busting heads with Brock and Whitesboro and P- Paradise. It's a really tough district.
0: I've told you for years, and nobody's listened to me. But I've told you that all roads lead to Capel, and and once again, that is the case as we close the loop. Uh, of course, uh, w- w- when you're talking about the uh, the Burl- the uh, the Burleson El Campo, uh, what, what was the Burleson El Campo New Caney loop? Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. now we get to close it. Uh, of course, uh, you, you had Chad Worrell leaving El Campo to go take over at Burleson. That opens up El Campo. Travis Reeve leaves Duquesne to go to, uh, El Campo. Uh, mm-hmm. that takes, that opens up New Katie, And of course, Katie. is hired.
1: To, congrats to cocktail alum Shahan Jayaraja for becoming the new head coach at New Duquesne, right?
0: That's exactly right. Yes, it's okay, Shahan. Yeah. Shahan yeah. Congrats, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's Mike DeWitt, former Capel coach, is going to be the next. He was at, he's uh, if he if, uh, he he was out and uh when Mar- uh, Antonio Wiley took over f- uh, for uh, at Capel, he went and was an assistant at McKinney Boyd, but now he's getting back in the head coaching chair.
1: Yeah, he was. I didn't realize this he, at McKinney Boyd. He was actually on the staff of a player he coached in high school. Daniel oh, Foster no. was one of his players there at Hebron, when Coach DeWitt was a uh, an assistant coach there at Hebron to Brian Brazzle. So. Uh, coach DeWitt got to coach with uh, one of his former players uh, as his, one of his assistants, and now he's back in the head coaching game uh, there at New Caney. Uh, New Caney coming off a great year last year, going 11-1. Um, first year in 6A, went 11-1. and Interested to see what they do this year, losing a really good senior class and a, a running back that signed with Michigan State. So no doubt Mallory Hartley is all over that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I am I, interested in New Caney because you have them being a 6A school now, but what happens next year when the new high school, uh, West Fork, is fully fully up and running, playing in a UIL district, how much of an impact does it have on New Caney? Do they stay 6A? And if they stay 6A, how much does their talent pool get impacted uh, by the new school? So uh, interesting job there. DeWitt did a good job at Coppell. I think I think things got a little stale towards the end of his tenure, uh, but I think overall he had a pretty solid record there at Coppell, had some good seasons, and is obviously a very capable head coach.
0: Um. Round Rock. We talked last time about Jeff Cheatham getting promoted to the uh, Round Rock ISD athletic director position. They have promoted from within. Their defensive coordinator Cody Moore uh, going to be the next head coach there at Round Rock. Again, the, the, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Things are going well at Round Rock, and 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 Cody Moore seems like a, a good fit there. Uh, I'm not sure if we mentioned this last time. It's going to be right up. I think it's going to be right up against the buzzer of uh, of the last time that we were. Um, that we did a podcast. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned Kyle Coates going to the college park. Um, might as well, if we did, we'll just mention it again. The Soto co-defensive coordinator, Kyle Coates was hired, uh, to become the new head coach at the Woodlands college park. Um, he was, I guess, co-mastermind of one of the, the better yeah. defenses, led him to a state championship, uh, last year and, and gets his shot at the big chair.
1: Yeah. Another guy with college bona fides. He was uh, an analyst there at the university of Texas, uh, and spent time at Harden Simmons and Trinity uh, as well um, coaching uh, before jumping into the high school ranks where he coached at Round Rock Westwood first and then moves over to Soto and, and really, really well thought of defensive mind uh, there um, You know, was a big part of their state championship team uh, and gets a shot to be a head coach there at college park. Um, I, I think coach Coates is a, is a rising star mm-hmm. uh, in the coaching ranks and, and, and interested to see what he does at college park. Um, you know, Lonnie Madison did a good job there at College Park. He moved on to Bridgeland. Uh, tough district for College Park. You know, obviously the Woodlands is 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 that, that district now, 136A, is is a lot of fun because you, you've got, you know, you got the Woodlands, you've got New Caney, you've got College Park, you've got Grand Oaks under a new head coach is Sean McDowell. Uh, Cedric Hardman's done great things there at Conroe High. Conroe Oak Ridge is loaded with recruits this year. It's a fun district, kind of a sneaky fun district there in the Houston area for sure. And then, uh, you know, Round Rock. this was an example. Round Rock didn't waste a lot of time. They didn't have a long, drawn out coaching search. I believe less less than a month was that that job was actually open, and they promoted Cody Moore. Not to be confused with Cody Moore from Denton Braswell, who's now at Rockwall. He does the offensive coordinator. This is former TCU defensive lineman Cody Moore, who's been uh, the Dragons' defensive coordinator for the past few years
0: okay let's go north to Texoma uh, and and I would say a bit of a surprise at least from a timing perspective Corey Kane has uh, has stepped down as the head coach at Sherman you broke this story on TexasFootball.com. Uh do you know do you know anything that you can tell us about about him stepping down after two seasons
1: yeah there've been some kind of rumblings a good part of the offseason that that a change was possibly coming there in Sherman obviously um, you know, Jeff Cordell got hired as the athletic director last June. I think it was pretty late in the off season when when Cordell left Crane to become the Sherman ISD athletic director. So you have you have a new AD. You have a, have a team. The last two years, some people felt underachieved a little bit, and so you know I just think there there's kind of this undercurrent all the, all year that there might be a change coming. So not I'm not really surprised, but I am surprised that it took this long. Because generally, when these things drag out like this, and, and a coach kind of waits till late to resign, it's because he really wants um, one of his guys to get the job. Well, I don't necessarily think this is the case because I don't think I don't think Coach Cordell's gonna. I think it's unlikely that he promotes from within for the Sherman job. I think this is this is kind of the rare job where late late in the offseason. I feel fairly confident we're going to have an external hire here hmm. uh, for the Sherman job. And this is a big hire Sherman. Sherman's got a lot going on right now. You know, they got a big bond coming up in May where they're trying to pass. They've already got a high, their new high school is already built. They've got a, a sub varsity stadium on campus. They've got some nice facilities on campus. They're trying to pass a bond this off season to, to, I think they're going to build another, build or renovate an elementary school, do some other things, but part of the bond is, is to uh, upgrade the stadium on campus to play varsity football on campus. If you're familiar with Sherman, if you've ever driven up, ice, driven up 75 uh, mm-hmm. to Durant, Oklahoma, to go maybe uh, play some blackjack. Make a, seen, don- make a donation. Yeah, you've seen Bearcat Stadium right there on the right. It's 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 one of the the it's a cool venue right in downtown Sherman, right off the highway. Um, it's a very cool venue. But it's also a very old venue. It's boxed in. They they can't expand it. They can't do a whole lot with it because it's jammed right in the middle. It, it's shoehorned right in the middle of downtown. And I know that stadium holds a lot of special memories and a lot of special thoughts for a lot of people in Sherman. It's probably time for a new stadium though, especially mm-hmm. with the likely jump up to class five a six A next to realignment. I mean, can you imagine Allen playing in Sherman at oh that my old gosh. stadium? I mean, it's going to be a, a nightmare. So they really need to get this bond passed. So uh, this is a big hire that they need to they need to make get this right and get the community on board, uh, so they can get this get this bond passed and get a, get their stadium on campus.
0: We talked earlier about an Austin area job that was open too long for our liking, uh, only to promote from within. Um, Matt, step. I present to you the Austin LBJ Jaguars. Um, that job opened when Jamal Fenner, who of course did an unbelievable job there, uh, took him to a state championship game, uh, got hired by the University of Texas, uh, there uh, in, in, in late mid to late January. Uh and then a couple like ten days ago as of time as of time of this recording, they promote defensive coordinator Joe Rawls. Um uh I'm I'm curious what you have to say about that whole situation.
1: I think it's just this is a classic example of a large school district or way too much red tape. Mm. It's just why there's no reason for that job to be drug out that long. You, you have a qualified internal candidate. Yep. Give them the job. Like yep. why are we like it's total waste of the off season for LBJ to have everybody in limbo for all this time when you're just gonna, when you're when you should have promoted the guy from the beginning. That's what you were going to do. I think Joe Rawls is a, is a qualified um, a, a coordinator. He's been a part of coach Fenner's staff. They've had a lot of success and I, I feel like just promote the guy I mean, You re- reward success. And, and, and it just, it screams to me of, of, of too, too much red tape in Austin ISD or, or, or someone was just lazy and didn't get going on this. And so I, yeah. I, it's one of the two. Um
0: I I want to DF back up the DFW Metroplex. Colleyville Heritage has made a hire, remember Kirk Martin left to go uh be the once in future head coach at Manville after three pretty darn good seasons there at Colleyville Heritage. They go make a really nice hire from Central Texas. killeen Harker Heights is uh Jerry Edwards uh hops on uh to, to to Heritage. That's a that's a nice hire there for uh for for Calville Heritage.
1: Yeah, coach Edwards did a great I mean Harker Heights had an unbelievable season this year. Um Going twelve and two, getting to the regional final, losing to eventual state champion uh, DeSoto. Um, I feel like Coach Edwards probably felt like there probably wasn't much else he could do at Harker Heights, to be honest. yeah with you. I feel like he kind of redlined that thing and, and there wasn't much else he could do there. Um, and so he gets a chance to go to Colleyville, where I, I think Colleyville, you know, being in region one, being in five a division two, there there's there's a pretty, reasonable path to a very, very deep playoff run there. And Colleyville's had success. They've played for regional finals before. Um, so I think it's a good fit and a good hire uh, there for GCISD.
0: Well, and speaking of which, um, the other GCISD school, um, you know, you talked about how their AD uh, swings. He swings. He swings big. Uh, and and once again, you know, Jerry Edwards is a, is a big swing. Uh, so is a former Texas State, Southwest Texas State head coach, Bob DeBessey, uh, the new uh, head coach at Grapevine. Uh, he was the office coordinator, promoted front, but but still a splashy hire. Big, big headline there, at least.
1: Yeah, Bob DeBess has been coaching. He's been he's got like 40 years of college coaching experience. We're talking about a guy who's been a offensive coordinator at places like TCU, Minnesota, New Mexico. Georgia Southern, like some big time college football there. Um, And so he's a well thought of um, offensive coach. Uh, He's been around the block. And and I think for him talking to him, uh, he really was, uh, you know, just honored to be a Texas high school football coach. And uh, Mm -hmm. for talk to a guy who's done so much in his career and coached in such big games, he, he, he said, this is the most, this is the biggest job he's ever had in his life. And this is the, most important job he's ever had in his life. So I just says something to you about how big Texas high school football is. He's taken over a Grapevine team that went 11 and two last year. Um, they got a lot of questions coming in this year. They graduated really heavy. It's going to be a little bit of a rebuilding year. So interested to see uh, what kind of spin he puts on the Grapevine program. Uh,
0: a couple more that we'll kind of zoom through here. Uh, I want to make sure we, we hit uh, one of them to stay in the five a ranks. Um, again, this is a, this is, once again, a, a, a litmus test on how much attention you're paying at Texas high school football. Nacogdoches hires Darby House from Potete. I'm a No, Potete, the Potete Aggies. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, um, I'm getting big Antonio Wiley vibes on this. Like, this feels like like the low-key steal of the offseason.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny. When when I was trying to figure out who Nacogdoches was hiring, one of my sources was like, it's between a Houston guy and a Dallas guy. And I'm like calling around. I figured out who the Houston guy was, but I couldn't figure out who the Dallas guy was. Well, kind of find out it wasn't a Dallas guy because he wasn't from Mesquite He He's from Potete, <laughs> Texas. The guy I thought he was at Mesquite Potete, And right. I'm like, You've never heard of, heard of the Potete Strawberry Festival, sir? I mean, come on now. Who hasn't uh, heard?
0: Put some respect. Like, the
1: Potete Strawberry Festival. Darby House did a great job at Potete. Uh, got them to the 10 wins and a playoff victory in 2021. I know it was their first playoff win since the 1950s. I don't remember the exact, maybe f- 1958. I have that in my head for some reason, but I can look that up real quick. Uh, Unbelievable job he did did at Potique. Got him into the playoffs, I think, in his last four seasons there. Uh, really did a good job, and so I think he's taking. He's really excited about the Nacogdoches job. He's excited to get over there, and I think he just started this week. So um, <laughs> really <laughs> interested to see what Coach House can get done.
0: Let me tell you. Uh, before in 2021, when they beat Luling in by district. Uh, before that, their last playoff win was a 26 to 18 win in the by district round in 1958 over Shirts Cibolo,
1: which doesn't exist anymore.
0: Doesn't exist anymore, and if it did, would be comfortably a six A team. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. Yeah. So.
0: so yeah, it's it a bit of a... I like I said, I think that is. That's one of the steals of the offseason I think they, they really hit it out of the park uh, what's going on at Mineral wells
1: yeah so kind of a surprising resignation there with Seth Hobbs uh, a late resignation there um, not really sure what went down there or, or you know it's very sudden so yeah. you know I don't want to speculate wildly without having all my all my information but but it sounds like something happened and it probably wasn't good. Uh, as far as just maybe, you know, not saying it was something like Coach Hobbs did something he wasn't supposed to do, but maybe, right, maybe he got crossways with, with, with mm-hmm. somebody administration and it, it didn't go well. Um, but yeah, Mineral Wells is open. Um, have, I've actually had a couple of coaches, very successful coaches, who have reached out to me about the Mineral Wells job. So I think they're going to have some decent candidates go after We're that game. So, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, Mineral Wells is, a, is an interesting place. I, I've covered a lot of playoff games there. Their stadium's awesome. The Baker Hotel's awesome. Driving on the main drag there in Mineral Wells, you can, you know, a lot of places to eat, a lot lot of things to do. It's it's, it's it's kind of a no man's land. It's 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 not quite big country, just yet. But it's it doesn't really feel like the Metroplex either, you know. So it's it's Uh, odd. It's 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 just kind of an in in between town. If you don't know what Mineral Wells is, it's about it's about twenty five minutes west of Weatherford on one eighty.
0: Um, central Texas, uh, Troy came open when Steven Hermsmeyer stepped down after a pair of seasons that didn't go as well as he had hoped. Uh, yeah. they are turning to a guy who has had success in, 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 that same district, uh, in, in Tommy Brashear, the former Cameron Yo head coach.
1: Yeah. I I, I don't know where coach Brashear was, co- has been coaching the last couple of years when he left, yeah. Yo. know, I, I don't know where he was coaching. I didn't see anything in the press release. He may not have been coaching. He may have been out of yeah. coaching. So, um, Obviously, he took over for a legend there at Cameron Yo and Rick Rhodes, and that, that's you know that's tough. And, and I don't. He had a couple of good years there at Yo, but, but the problem for me when he was at Yo was is that every year he was there, they got a little worse, and so that may just be the talent. But I, I think it's, it's going to be an interesting case to see if Percher can kind of turn his coaching, uh, his head coaching kind of stock uh, the other direction because I think it kind of mm-hmm. went down towards the end of his time there at Yo.
0: Um. Out West, uh, big country, uh, our friend Evan ran at big country preps broke this Eastland, uh, is, uh, is, uh, has changed coaches. It was pretty swift. Uh, James Morton stepped down after he's moving into an AD only world for seven years. Uh, he was, uh, most notably Baron Morton's head coach. Uh, and they have, uh, promoted their special teams coordinator Bobby Schumann to be the new head coach there that came down last week.
1: Yeah. This is, this is, sounds like coach Morton, who is an uh, Eastland alum, by the way. Um, had this, you know, this is probably something that he helped set up and facilitate, and they moved quick. Same day, uh, Schumann was announced as the new head coach, so Eastland wasted no time. Uh, So Morton gets to – I think this is partly, you know, Morton probably will have a little more time to go watch his son, Baron, there at Texas Tech, and still be able to be involved in his alma mater and hometown's athletic department.
0: Finally, uh, let's close it out with some 2A, uh, and uh, and the, the DJ man coaching tree has sprouted. Uh, Lubbock Coronado offense coordinator Zach Birdwell is going to be the next head coach at Tioga, taking over Chad Rogers, who left for Sanger.
1: Yeah, Birdwell's one of the real um, young, kind of up and coming coordinators out there in, in the state of Texas. You know, he he's coached some really high powered offenses there at Groveton and there at Lindsay. Uh, you know, he, he was kind of the architect of the, the Colt Shuckers Express. Uh, they at Lindsay oh, yeah. for a couple of years there, and then he went to, went to. He's from he, he's from West Texas, so he went back home to West Texas when he got to Lubbock Coronado with Coach Man. Uh, his first year there, they they won a district championship. Great year. Little, tough luck last year. You look at Lubbock Lubbock Coronado was one of the real tough luck teams last year in the state of Texas. I, they lost three. I know they I know they had three losses last year. One of them, I was at. They were throwing a, they threw an interception in the end zone as they were driving for the game winning touchdown. They got beat on the last play of the game on a 55-yard field goal, and they also got beat on a Hail Mary. <laughs> so oh. it was a tough year for Lubbock yeah. Coronado, but, but, but Birdwell is a well-thought-of uh, coach, and uh, I think he's taken over a really good situation at Tioga. Yep. Tioga had some financial issues, but Chad Rogers really had kind of stabilized that program and had really gotten uh, Tioga, the, the arrows pointed up there, and I think Birdwell could be potentially take them to uh, the next level.
0: So there you have it. Coaching changes. Uh, we'll probably do one more of these there in May, uh, but then we'll stop because the, the carousel will probably stop. It's slowing down at least. So uh, TexasFootball.com for all the coaching changes. All right, Matthew. Another thing you can find on TexasFootball.com is the – I'm going to read a headline written by Matt Step. Melissa SQT pools at info. Boom. Ma- it, is, Stepp, it's it's it is.
1: It's big dumb hat season. It is. It's big dumb hat season. S-Z-E-N. Mm -hmm. And for the next, uh, I believe, 10 weeks, we will have seven-on-seven SQTs every week, nine weeks, the next nine weeks of SQTs every weekend. And then leading up to the seven-on-seven state tournament in College Station, June 23rd to 25th, which uh, you can bet the Dave Campbell's crew will be out and about at that thing. So uh, looking forward to seven-on-seven season. This is a great kind of bridge between us finishing the magazine and bridging us to coaching school and football season, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, and and it's it's really kind of gets the the football the football it's it's the as I've said before it's the chips and salsa to the, the to the Tex Mex meal yes. that will be the Texas high school football season
0: before the botana platter, oh, uh, yeah. before we raise the flag. That's right. Um, okay, so um, I. You know, we don't have to spend too long on this because we're going to be talking seven on seven here over the next couple uh, weeks, months leading up to the state tournament in College Station. Uh, but from your perspective, when these SQTs for people who maybe don't haven't paid a ton of attention to seven on seven, but they're they're Jones for some football, which you're ca- our kind of people uh, for those types of people. What are you looking for? What's a top line thing that you're looking for uh, from these seven on seven SQTs?
1: Uh, The first thing I'll look at, you're looking at it's a quarterback game. So I'm looking at quarterbacks. I'm out at tournaments. I want to see quarterbacks, first off, taking their drops, doing what they're supposed to do mechanically. I want to see how the ball comes out of their hand. I want to see if they're in sync with their receivers. And I want to see if they're running real football routes. I I, want to see if they're running stuff that, you know, I'm I'm envisioning can can that quarterback, is is that a throw he can make on Friday night? Or is that a stupid seven on seven throw? Because there's stupid seven on seven throws that work in seven on seven, but have zero chance of working in real football. And by that, I mean let's talk. Let's take like the three yard curl that there's no way in hell you could throw that in real football because there would be a defensive end or linebacker there to just dis- to destroy that receiver. I want to see real football routes that can be run on Friday night, and I want to see how the quarterback and receivers are, are, are getting along, how 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 much chemistry they have, and then I'm looking at, at the secondary because this, this is it's an offensive game. Make no st- make no mistake about it. But if I am seeing defensive backs and secondaries that are shutting people down in seven on seven, I'm taking a note, I am like, man, those guys are shutting this team down in seven on seven. They're, it's going to be really hard to throw on them on Friday night when they can actually jam receivers and and actually like put their hands on people. So, those are the biggest things I am looking for. Yeah, you know, wins and losses are nice, and sometimes it does translate, as we saw last year um, with DeSoto and Hitchcock, DeSoto winning a state championship in, in seven on seven in division one winning a state championship in the fall like they run their stuff on Friday night and seven on seven Hitchcock uh won the division two state championship and they had a I believe an 11 and two record and so uh you know I, I think those you know those things are nice but really I just want to see chemistry and things like that you know like last year long long didn't win state seven on seven but their secondary was really good in seven on seven and it, it translated over into real football they had a great secondary last year
0: so seven, 7 on 7 is going to get going here. We will have you covered every step of the way on TexasFootball.com uh, with all things 7 on 7, all things underwear football going on over the next couple of weeks and months uh, leading up while we're putting together this magazine. So speaking of which, Matthew, putting together the magazine. We're, we're now neck deep in magazine stuff. And I want to close out this episode of Tep and Step by playing a little buy or sell. Okay. Uh, I, I, I've got five questions for you. I've got five statements, I should say. And you can tell me if you're buying that statement or you're selling that statement. Uh, and, and just because now we're starting to, you know, get the questionnaires and we're starting to get a better feel for what we think the Texas high school football season is going to look like in 2023. So I just want to take your temperature here on April 17th as we time check, time stamp it uh, and, and see what see what you think. So five questions for Matt Step buy or sell. Question one. DFW will win three out of the four big school state championships. So that's 6A and 5A. You may remember that they swept uh-huh. them last year uh, with Alito and 582 was South Oak Cliff and then uh-huh. Duncanville and DeSoto. Um, I'm, I'm not saying they'll sweep them, but DFW will win three out of the four big school state titles.
1: I'm selling. Oh, here's why I, these things are cyclical, right? I'm, I'm playing the odds here doubt DFW won all four last year winning three out of four would be a great year. Most, most, I just don't know if in back to back years, they can do that. That's, and part of the reason why is I think South Oak cliff has a lot of questions in five, a division two. They graduate a once in a generation secondary. Um, they graduate their defensive line is their Sox Defense is going to have to be rebuilt. And I think Kyle Ward is a great defensive coordinator. He'll do a good job, but they're losing some generational talents on that side of the ball. Um, that's that's my big question there uh D- Duncanville and North Shore are so close it's it's a it's a coin flip so right there those two those two divisions alone give me give me some some questions I, I think Alito is a massive favorite in 5a division one but longview's not be- far behind him so you know I could see longview uh, doing some damage as well and then in 5- 6A division two is kind of a crap shoot because you just don't know who's gonna go in there. Uh, DeSoto does bring a lot back, but they've got some key key holes to fill as well.
0: Question number two: Buy or sell with Matt Step? The new UIL athletic director will make a noticeable impact on Texas high school football. For those who don't know, Dr. Susan Elza, of course, uh, left to go join the staff of of Matt Rule there at Nebraska. And last week, last Thursday, I think it was, uh, Ray uh, Zapeta, the SciFair ISD athletic director, was named the new UIL athletic director. So uh, let's just say that we will, people will notice, Texas high school football fans will notice that there is a new UIL athletic director.
1: I'm selling. I don't I don't think they'll notice too much. I think, especially in year one, I, I think this is going to be more of a transitional year where I think Ray Zepeda is going to kind of learn the ropes and kind of just feel out how to, you know, it's, it's just like anybody in a new job, right? You, it's pretty rare that you go into a new job, especially, you know, if you're not the boss boss. And Zepeda, Ray Zepeda is the director of athletics for UIL, but Dr. Charles Brightock and Jamie Harrison are, are – over him, I mean, they, he still reports to those guys. I don't think Zapata is going to come in and shoot uh, and you know shake things up too much in his first year. I think it's going to be more of a transitional year.
0: All right, on to the next one, Matt. Step. There will be three or more move ups or move downs in realignment that fans will find shocking uh, so teams that are moving up a division or a classification or moving down a division or classification that fans who are not paying attention all that much attention uh snapshot Day is gonna roll around in October and you're gonna say hey so-and-so is moving up or so-and-so is moving down and they're gonna they're gonna go whoa uh three or more of those
1: I'm buying it I okay think there will be some I think we'll, there'll be some surprise. There'll be some big names and surprises change classifications in uh, this UIL realignment.
0: Is there any you want to call a shot right now, or, or keep, are you you're, you're going to be very
1: interested in? Keep an eye on Alito. I'm. I think Alito's got a real good chance of going 6A this cycle.
0: Wow, really?
1: So, yeah. That'll be two Alito. straight realignments. They move up. Yeah, that that's one that I'm really. When snapshot day hits in October, that's that's a number that I want to get. I, I want to see where Alito's at.
0: Very interesting. Okay. Buy or sell, Matt Step. Westlake and Lake Travis's grip on Region 4 is loosening. Uh, so Lake Travis, of course, did not uh, make the, the state semifinals this past year. Westlake did before running into uh, to Galena to Park North Shore, uh, but certainly had to work a little bit more than they have in past years. Westlake and Lake Travis's uh, grip on Region 4 is loosening by or sell.
1: I'm buying that as well, and I think wow. part of it is Westlake and Lake Travis just aren't at the level that they have been in the past, and I think also part of it, you've got Vandergrift who who is continuing to improve every year under Drew Sanders, made a run of the state championship game last year. I I think I don't think Vandergrift's ready to take on Westlake yet yet, but I think if if in a hypothetical Vandergrift Lake Travis game, I might pick Vandergrift in that game now. So I, I think you've got that right there. And then I think the comp. I think, I think in the, in San Antonio area, I think, you know, Brennan last year had an unbelievable year. They're going to lose quite a bit. I, I think steel is, is steel. Took a big step forward last year, almost beat late Travis in the second round of the playoffs a year ago. Steel brings, they beat him in the regular season. They split. And I think steel with all the, they played a ton of sophomores last year. They're a team that's on the come up. And I, I think Cibolo steel is going to be right there in the mix again as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I think the grip is loosening. I, I I don't think it's like Travis Westlake in the field. I think there's three or four other contenders that that are kind of creeping up.
0: And finally, Matt Step, buy or sell, there are still multiple big coaching changes coming in this cycle. Uh, I'm not talking about like a mid-season one or happening. I, I mean, in this cycle, which let's just say will end on June 30th. Uh, there are still multiple big coaching changes coming in the cycle.
1: I'm going to play the odds here and say bye. And the Ooh. reason why is multiple Multiple means two or more.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I know of one that's happening Wednesday. Can't say Ooh. what school it is, but there will be a, I'll, I'll in, the, in the panhandle, I'll say that. Uh, there will be a big coaching change in the panhandle on Wednesday Wednesday. Um, so there's, there's one right there. So you just need one more to have multiple. So I, I think the odds, there's enough good jobs open right now that I think we could have a, a you know, a pretty big splashy hire as well. So um, I'm buying that as well.
0: There it is. Some buy or sell with Matt step here on this, an episode of Tep and Step that we did. And and we got through that's like, you know, now, like next week, next time we're going to have like most of our rankings solidified. Like we're going to have stuff to
1: talk about. We'll have a lot of seven on seven qualifiers already punching tickets to College Station.
0: Yeah, we'll have good stuff next week, but or next time. But but really, I think this was a really outstanding episode of Tep and Step. And we do thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Step, thanks for your courage. Thank you. Talk to you guys next time on Tep and Step.